Hello, Duke fans, and welcome to episode 365 of the Duke Basketball Report podcast. It is Tuesday, December 7th, 2021. We are in the middle of exam break, so there are no Duke basketball games this week, but we are the Duke Basketball Report podcast, and we are here to bring you everything there is to know about Duke basketball, and that today leads us to the best part of Cameron Indoor Stadium, and that is the Cameron Crazies. And for those of you who are not Duke fans, we are going to talk to a couple of people who are two of the biggest Duke fans around and help lead everything there is to know about the Cameron Crazies. But before we get into that and bring them in, I am Donald Wine. I am your host for this episode. Uh, I am here in Washington, D.C., where it is a beautiful day before it is supposed to snow, because that's what we do here in D.C. I have my two favorite people in the world with me, Jason Evans and Sam Klein. Jason, how are you this afternoon? Doing great. Doing great. It's getting colder. And in Atlanta, we don't like it when it gets cold. So when, when does it start I warming up cold. again? When does it start? Can someone tell me? When Will it get warm soon? Yes, in, in April, I hear. So, but <laughs> that's a long way away. Hopefully, we'll be celebrating in April in warm weather. But before we do that, Sam Klein, how are you today? I'm good. I have a couple comments before we begin the main portion of the show today. One, Donald, you said that we're your two favorite people. And that's a big admission. So I appreciate that. I admit the other is that uh, because I'm sure most people who uh, are listening to the show have at least glanced at the description and they know that we're about to talk to uh, two headline monitors, which means that I am now surrounded in this Zoom room by headline <laughs> monitors. And as somebody who as an undergraduate student and then as a graduate student uh, was uh vocally opposed to a lot of the uh what i what i thought was authoritarianism that came from uh student line leadership uh i feel very put upon at this moment but i'm gonna get over it <laughs> for the sake of the show and uh and and let it go on but i just want it i want it to be known because anyone that was like that went to duke games with me at any point when i was a student knows that like this is this is a tough one for me well we have two people here that are going to hopefully change your mind on that because I know Jason and I have not done that over the years. We have done a terrible job of uplifting this portion of the community, which I think is very important. But again, we are talking about the Cameron Crazies. And for those of you who went to Duke or did not go to Duke, you are probably familiar with Krzyzewskiville, the 10th city that forms every single year for Duke basketball games, namely for the UNC game. And what most people don't know is that it is a very big operation to run such a 10th city to the point where you need to have a couple of people who run uh, what is called the line monitors, the people who keep Kville going strong. And I am a former headline monitor, which is the head of the group. Uh, Jason, as we've said on this podcast, is the first of this group to ever come into a existence. Yes, go ahead, Jason. I, I think it should be noted that back when I did it, it was a very, very, this was uh, late 80s. It was a very, very different kind of thing. All I did was I had a piece of paper with a bunch of names on it, and I made sure people got in line in the right order. It is way more complicated today than it was when I started this process of making sure that the right person lined up in the right place. It was really, in my day, it was only about making sure some jerk who showed up at the last minute didn't get a, a, a getting in, get into Cameron ahead of me. That was all that, that would be about. me. Jason, yeah, that's that would Sam. Be me. Sam, you were the yeah. jerk. Yeah. Yes. I didn't have any when I was when I, it was relatively easy for me. Everyone loved me and I loved everyone. So we made it a nice little fair. But we're not here to talk about Jason and I. We have the two headline monitors for this year who are joining us on the Duke Basketball Report podcast. We have Caroline Bauer and Cameron Jarno. Cameron, 
Caroline, first off, welcome to the DBR podcast. And thank you so much for joining us through what I know is uh, an exam period that can sometimes be a little bit busy. Yeah, yeah, thanks, thanks for, having, for us. having us. Uh, so before we get started on what Cavill is and, and what you guys are doing this year, Sam, we're going to give it to you because Sam wants to talk about this year's team because, as everyone knows, you guys are part of the Cameron Crazies. You have the best seat in the house at every single game. So, Sam, why don't you take away with your questions about the current Duke team? I want to first make sure we establish their bona fides, not that we especially need to do that. They've already sort of demonstrated that. But um, I guess, Caroline, you can go first on this. Uh, just quick, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself and why you uh, are a headline monitor. Were you a Duke fan before you came to school? Sort of what what got you to this point? Yeah, great question. So I actually was not a Duke fan before coming to Duke, which is probably not the right answer, but I loved it when I came. I did all of the games, tented my freshman year, and I said, you know, I want to make sure that this experience can happen for everyone else. So I applied to be a line monitor, really enjoyed the organization itself. And then going into senior year, applied to be one of the headline monitors. And here we are today. And it's been a great experience so far. And Cameron, how about you? Yeah, so I, my mom went to Duke. So I did grow up watching Duke. Um, I lived in Colorado, so I'd never been to a game before getting to Duke or anything like that. But I definitely grew up, you know, watching the UNC game every year and kind of keeping tabs on the Duke teams. Um, but yeah, so I got to Duke my freshman year. I knew I wanted to tent it. I knew I wanted to tent that year. And so I kind of joined a tent where I didn't know a ton of people. Caroline and I were actually in the same tent, but didn't know each other before tenting. Um, and so I just knew like a couple of people in the tent and I was like, yeah, let's go for it. Like, we'll see whatever. And I loved it. I had so much fun that year. We, we all got so close. It was a great tent. Um, and there was, we were a pretty hardcore tent. I would say as all freshmen, we were tent eight for the UNC game that year. So definitely spent a lot of time on that, but anyway, I wasn't really sure I wanted to be a line monitor. I just kind of wanted to, you know, give, give cable a shot, but a lot of people in our tent did, I did know we're applying to be line monitors. And so I was kind of like, okay, like I'll just kind of keep this community going and apply to be a line monitor. And we had a group interview with everyone who had applied and all of the current line monitors at the time. And I just had so much fun and felt so comfortable in that community. And so from that point on, I just kind of took it and ran with it and have been a line monitor ever since. So. Very cool. And, and just because it, we, we have to ask, we wouldn't, we wouldn't let the question go without it. Are you Cameron because of Cameron indoor stadium? Um, I mean, so my mom went to Duke, my dad didn't, I think, you know, I wouldn't say I'm named after Cameron, but I'm sure that it played a part in picking the name. It's deep in the, it was deep in the thought process. Right. My, exactly. my dog's name is Cameron. I yeah. wanted to name my son Cameron, but my wife wouldn't let me. So I got the dog. <laughs> Jason, I don't know if you're, I don't know if you're helping her feel better about this or not. Um, all right. So we, we have established that, uh, that both Caroline and Cameron are rabid Duke fans. Uh, enough to want to be running uh, part of the game day operation at Cameron Indoor. Can can either of you and and whoever wants to jump in first? What do you think about this year's team? You've you've now been on campus for four years. You've seen a few iterations of this come and go. You were around for Zion. Um, what do you think about about the current iteration of the Duke team that was briefly ranked number one last week? Yeah, um, I mean it's clear they're pretty good. I mean, they've been holding their own, especially after last year, which was such a tough year. It's so exciting to be winning games again and playing these big teams. Um, you know, beating Gonzaga obviously was huge, but 
it's just been so much fun. And I feel like, you know, we always have a pretty young team, but that these guys started off a lot stronger than I feel like a lot of teams that we've been here with have. And so it's been fun to just kind of see that fall together, you know, what looks to us to be so easily. And I'm really excited about the year to come. It should be awesome. Yeah. It's been fun seeing them around campus too, now that we can be normal again and stuff. And it's been interesting to have the team be a part of campus again, where it really wasn't last year. So I don't feel like we really felt that connected to the team, but this year has been really, really great. And I'm excited for it. Is that, is that a a main part of the, of the line monitor and Kville experience that, that the players are sort of part of the, of the thing, because they're always walking by and, and doing blue planet videos and things like that. Sometimes we try to coordinate with either the players or the people that help coordinate the players to get them to come do a little hype thing before the game on the megaphone or come to our info sessions and get people excited. Um, but yeah, they walk past before when they're going into the games and stuff. So yeah, it's like a collaboration between students, players, the game itself. It was really fun this year too, because we actually had, so in our first meeting with kind of our athletics connections this year, um, we like hopped on the call and we just thought we were meeting with two people from athletics. And then next thing you know, like Trevor Keel's name just like popped up on the call and you know, it was all the freshmen in their dorm room. And it was so fun because they actually like came to us with an idea for a new chant they wanted to do and all that kind of thing. So it's been fun, especially this year, which that hasn't necessarily happened in the past. And so it's been fun to be working a little more directly with them than previously. It, it Was that intentional that they wanted to be more collaborative with you sort of post COVID? I think probably. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure that, you know, obviously none of them had a normal senior year last year and they're excited to have fans again. And you know, I, I think a lot of the players kind of recognized last year that, you know, maybe we matter a little more than they thought we did. <laughs> uh, can you tell me a little bit about the logistics of the the line monitor team? So the two of you are in charge of the operation. How many line monitors are there and sort of what does the what is the lead up to a game day or, or the tenting process look like? And, and what does game day look like in terms of your staff? Uh, maybe Caroline, if you want to take this one. So we have 28 this year and they're all undergraduate students. It's mostly juniors and seniors. We have a couple sophomores as well. And typically our work kind of breaks down into two parts. So first we have game day. So that's any game besides, this also includes the UNC game day, but running the logistics of people getting in line. We don't just have a sheet of paper anymore. It's a whole Google doc extravaganza with people that sign up for the walk-up line and they come out days in advance. And so we keep track of that virtually. And then come game day, we have a tent outside. We'll have people come register. We'll give them wristbands. We will line them up when they go into the games. We'll call checks to make sure that we have the right number of people there. And so they're actually staying in Kville when they said they would. And then inside the game, we're leading the chance. We're starting the traditions, crazy towel guy. I don't know if you guys are familiar with that. All those fun things. We're in charge of just essentially being the student section leaders in a sense on game day. And then also coordinating with athletics and anything they need behind the scenes. And then I guess second half of that is tenting, which is coming up next semester. Really excited for it. And so, of course, tenting happens to get into the UNC game. And instead of waiting in line for maybe one day or two days for a regular game, people tent out for six and a half weeks, which is the longest period of time to get in. And so what we do is we call checks to make sure that we have the right number of people sleeping in the tent to hold their spot in this line. And then also do a lot of fun programming events like 
karaoke nights or cookies in Kayville with the players, uh, lots of fun things that we'll do to make sure we have spirit and that tenting is a fun experience. We'll have a study tent. So essentially like a big area where people can study while they're out in Kayville. So we're kind of just making sure that the system runs smoothly and people are having a fun time with regards to tenting and then they can get into the UNCA game. But that's pretty much the two main aspects of our job. And then internally as well, running logistics within our organization. So we've talked a little bit about the outside part. Let's talk about inside Cameron. And, you know, there's obviously lots of different parts of the Cameron crazes. You have the undergrads, you have the graduate students, you have the cheerleaders, the band, the dancing devils. What role do you think the line monitors play in creating the atmosphere that is so famous for, for Cameron? Cameron, actually, I'll, I'll go to you with that question. Yeah, I mean, so the line monitors are starting all those chants that everyone's hearing on TV and, you know, getting the whole crowd going. So, you know, the Duke band will join in with us, the cheerleaders, the grad students, everyone kind of joins in on what we're doing. Um, so making sure that everyone's loud and rowdy. And then also, you know, before people get into the game, making sure that they know the chants. We have dirt sheets where we put all the chants and hand those out um, as people enter the game. So really just trying to like get that atmosphere as excited as possible and just get everyone in on it. And Cameron, is that, has that been streamlined digitally? I, I know back in, uh, when I was around, we had to print out those dirt sheets that we would hand out to people, but now in the era of QR codes and, and apps, are, are, is that more digital now, or, or even just group chats where people are saying, Hey, I found out this about their point guard. Let's, let's use it next week. Yeah. So it's still not very digital. We actually tried to switch over to QR codes this year and there's not great service in Cameron. So it didn't work super well. And just, you know, making sure that everyone is able to see the QR codes and get them didn't go as well as we planned. So we still hand out the papers, um, definitely in those float around the student section. But yeah, we definitely all are working together to get the dirt for those sheets before the games. So shifting back to outside, you talked a little bit, Caroline, about some of the things that go on in Kville just to keep things fun. Are there anything, is there anything special that you guys are planning specifically for around the time of the UNC game to make it where uh, Kville, which normally around UNC becomes the center of life on campus. You haven't had an opportunity to do that in a couple of years. So is there anything that students can expect this year to make it uh, that much more fun and, and memorable? Yeah, we don't have anything set in stone yet, but we're definitely brainstorming about some different programming events we could have. I know in the past they've done a big TIFO painting where they paint or they paint like a sign and then we hold it up during the game. They'll have karaoke or performances. We were thinking of painting the East Campus Tunnel, maybe having some food or cookout events. So anything that we can do to make sure that students are getting excited for the game, whether it's in Kville or just around campus, especially since tenting will have ended by that point, just keeping up the momentum so that people are excited going into the game. So for those out there, Caroline and Cameron and I were able to meet about a month or so ago in a nice little mini reunion for line monitors at Cameron, the, the practice that I attended that I've talked about on previous shows. But I want to ask you guys, because you've been in it a little bit, as I mentioned to you guys in person, you guys are kind of unique in that you have basically a lost year that you have to make up for this year. Does that, and, and Cameron, I'll, I'll give you this question first and Caroline, please chime in if, if you also have an answer to this, but how different is this job this year when you have an extra year of crazies who until a month ago had never seen a game in camera before. 
Yeah, so yeah, we like to say we have two classes of Kville freshmen. So neither the sophomores nor the freshmen have ever gotten to tent, gotten to really be involved with Kville until this year. Um, and so that's been really fun. And we've seen so much excitement. We always start with countdown to craziness at the beginning of the year. And uh, we have like a big ticketing process the week of, but earlier in the week. And we had so many people show up for tickets to countdown. It was absurd, like starting at 9 p.m. the night before people were there. And most people, like anyone who got there after 1130 that night didn't get tickets to countdown. So we're seeing crazy amounts of interest this year, which is super exciting. Um, and I think also from the players too, of that, you know, two years of them also have never gotten to kind of experience the whole Caveville Cameron crazy experience as well. And so it's been so exciting and there's just really like so much energy pent up and everyone's just ready to go. And, you know, obviously people always like to say like, Oh, I'll tent, you know, my junior year when I'm living on West, I'll tent, you know, whatever, they always have an excuse for why they're going to tent later. And I think the COVID year really emphasized that like, you got to do it when you can. And so, you know, everyone is just so into it this year and we're expecting huge registration for tenting. So we're really excited and there's definitely a lot of energy. Yes. I will echo a lot of the same things, right? We have people that have never been before, like Cameron was saying, and then also from the upperclassmen perspective, right? We've missed a year. People are really excited to get back into it and you, you never know what will happen in the future. So like she said, taking advantage of the opportunity you have, and I know, especially during COVID, a lot of people were just talking about, oh, I can't wait to get back in Cameron. I can't wait to get back in Cameron. And I think this is such a pinnacle experience of Duke. And so making sure that it can happen again is really special. So you've undertaken a few games so far and the crowds have been great so far, but obviously you get to now uh, endure some of the criticism, whether valid or not that you that every Cameron crazy has to go through every single year I know you guys have been there four years so you've seen your fair share of it is there anything that you're sick of hearing uh is there anything where uh Caroline you're just like look if they mention this one more time I'm gonna I'm gonna snap but uh, is there something like that where you get you as a collective group are like this is not who we are and people saying the anything like it that's just not this is not what we do honestly I feel like anything people say, we you just have to kind of roll off your shoulders, right? Because people don't like the line monitors. And we were talking about this earlier, but the freshmen and sophomores, I don't think are at the point where they realize they don't like the line monitors yet. Maybe they don't, but we haven't gotten into tenting yet where we're waking them up at three in the morning, which is not fun for anyone. And so I think just being prepared for criticisms that people have and realizing that like, yeah, some are valid, some are not. But we also like are open to people's feedback. And if there are valid concerns, like we're happy to think about changes that we can make. But then also just finding a way to separate, you know, people are mad because you woke them up at three in the morning or people have actual genuine issues with the way that's cable's been run. But nothing that anybody said that I would tell them to stop saying, you know, they can they can have their criticisms if they want. What about you, Cameron? Is it, I mean, you've been around, your mom went through this. Is there something where you're just like, hey, like people need to lay off Cameron crazies on this particular thing. I mean, I think for the Cameron crazies as a whole, you know, obviously Duke has a lot of eyes on them. And so it's, it's always fun every year to, you know, have everyone hating on Duke and texting me every time Duke, you know, has something bad happen and all the time. And 
I actually have an uncle that go, or that works at the University of Kentucky for their basketball program. And so it's really fun, especially to kind of have that within the family and get to when I went, I actually went to the Duke Kentucky game in New York and got to see him and kind of give him some heat for that too. So I don't know. I think it's all in good fun. Obviously we're going to get hate, but it's only because we're good. Oh, please tell me, please tell me that you just destroyed him for that game. <laughs> it was pretty fun. Got to send a couple of mean texts after, which was always a blast. It's always a blast when Duke beats Kentucky because we get to hang it over their heads for eternity, just like every other time we beat them. Uh, but we're going to pause it right here. We've been doing so great. We have more questions on the way. Up next, one of those questions, Jason asked Cameron and Caroline the most surprising thing outsiders would not believe about Cable. You want to hear answer that? Stick around and find out. All right, we are back on the DBR podcast. We are talking with Cameron and Caroline, the two headline monitors this year for the undergrads at Duke University. We are talking Cameron Crazies. We're talking Cavill. And Jason has some more questions for them about just how everything works and what to expect this season from Duke. So, guys, my question, I've just got a couple, but my first question for you is, if you could change anything about Cameron, what would it be? And uh, Caroline, I'll go to you first. I think if we can get the adults in the upper bowl to participate on the same level that we have the Camry crazies, it would be even more epic than it is, right? Because I think a lot of times, Section 17, we're doing our things, we have our traditions, trying to get the adults to do it, and they're not really, they're not really participating, right? So if I think if they joined in in the cheers with us and as loud as we were doing them, it would be even more incredible experience but i have a question i have a question for you in response to that have i i i assume the answer is no um because you especially for caroline um because you didn't sort of come to duke as a as a duke fan have you ever sat upstairs not for a men's game no okay it is it's very different i was gonna say one of the most fascinating things i don't know cameron if, if you have but one of the most fascinating things is the difference between what the game looks like from below the rail and above the rail because above the rail it feels almost like and and all the old people that i I shouldn't say old people uh the uh the people who can afford the tickets upstairs will will sort of nod in agreement as they're listening to this is that when you're sitting upstairs it feels like you're watching the game like you're watching not just what's going on in the court but what's going on in the lower bowl and you're sort of a spectator to the whole experience as opposed to being involved in it and it's very funny because uh, I remember feeling the same thing as an undergraduate student that I'd stand in section 17 and look up and be like, why aren't they, why aren't they standing up? Like, why aren't they as excited as I am to be here? Yeah. You know, we have to yell, stand up. And after like, like every, like every seconds. game and that every and, year, and, every year. And they've been doing, and, and the crazies have been doing that since time immemorial. So um, I, I hear and you. And then they stand one. up for, you know, one play and then they're back down and you're like, oh, come on, guys. But now like, they have worked now so the hard for this. Toss. The t-shirt toss has gotten the adults on their feet and we've never seen that before. And we're like, why is it this? But that's okay. Uh, hey, Cameron, uh, I, I do want you to answer my question. If there's one thing you could change, what would it be? And it doesn't have to be something about the fans, you know, it could be something, uh, something else about the Cameron experience or, the, or anything else. The only thing I can really think of is 
more seats for students, but at the same time, you know, do we want that? Because I think, you know, there is some element of that having everyone packed in there gets energy even higher and that everyone's really, you know, if you're in there, you got to want to be in there. And so I think that there is kind of beauty in that too. You know, obviously we'd love to be able to fit everyone all the time, which would be awesome. But I do think that, I mean, Cameron's awesome. There's not a lot you can say bad about the Cameron experience. So. Yeah. And you have to earn it. I mean, with limited seats, it takes some commitment and some effort. And I think that's very important. Definitely. All right. So guys, we teased this coming into the break. The most surprising thing about Kville, about being a lamp, uh, line monitor, you know, whatever it may be, the sort of hidden thing that you guys know that most of our audience would just be like, wow, I can't believe that. And I put Caroline on the spot last time, so I'll put Cameron on the spot this time. What's the most surprising thing that you know about being the line, being in the line or cable, any of that kind of stuff? Hmm. I mean, there's a couple things I'll say. One is, you know, I think that from the outside, it probably looks like this, you know, super absurd, you know, how in the world can they, you know, be there all day long? Don't they have class to go to, you know, all that kind of thing. And I think that, you know, cable is really this amazing community of that, you know, people are willing to go sit out there outside in the cold, try to type on their computers. It's too cold. You don't have gloves to work with your trackpad. Like it's horrible. It's like, it's hard. You cannot get a lot of work done in Kville. And I mean, everyone's just there trying to do it and trying to make it happen and is so willing to be there and go through all of that. And then I guess the other thing I would say too, is just, I don't think people understand necessarily like the time commitment that it really is. And, you know, for tenting, especially like at the beginning of tenting, you're spending five out of every six nights in the tent. So, you know, we, we all have, you know, dorm rooms and apartments and whatever, but you don't get to go sleep in those beds hardly ever. And, you know, fr freshman year when we were tenting and we all lived on East, like we'd sometimes come to the tent and be like, oh man, I haven't been back to East in, you know, two and a half days. Like, I just want to go take a shower, like, you know, whatever. And people really are doing it. Like everyone is there, you know, you, you, like people understand that we spend a lot of time in cable to do that, but I don't think everyone necessarily understands the full scope of that. And it, it really is a commitment. So I have, I have kids, actually both my sons have graduated, but we're in college very, very recently. And the idea that you, that your, that your parents, parents are paying thousands of dollars a year for you to have a room that basically if you're in cable, you're not using the room. I just think it's hysterical. Yeah, similar to those lines, you know, it looks from the photos, you know, like that looks miserable. Their kids are not having fun. Why would students ever want to do this? But it's a ton of fun to tent. And you're with a group of 12 people. And at a portion of time, you have 10 people out of those 12 at night. So you're all bunched up together in this tent that's not made. It's like an eight-person tent. You're all squeezed in there and it's cold. And like she's saying, Cameron was saying, you're trying to do your homework, but you're just hanging out with people and you're running into other people's tents and it's a good community and it's a ton of fun. And it's, it sounds miserable from the outset, but actually it's a ton of fun and makes Duke such a vibrant place. I love it guys. So my last thing I want to ask you, and I, I ask everyone we interview for their favorite coach K story. And this is somewhat similar to that. I'm wondering if you guys have a favorite story about you know, interaction with coach K or, uh, or one of the players or something like that, something cool that happened to you, you know, as a result of you being line monitor, headline monitor, or even a student that it'll just uh, reveal a little bit about these, 
personalities that for most Duke fans, we only see on television. Caroline, you get to go first on this one. Yeah, this actually happened a couple of weeks ago. We were in the athletics office with some of the people we're working with and having our weekly meeting and Coach K comes in and his office is nearby to where we were meeting. And so he's stopping by. And so he's telling us about how at the previous game, which was the army game, how they had a veteran K come onto the court and we like celebrated him during halftime. And he was telling us that on the way home, this veteran just was like crying because he was so joyous that he was able to come to the Duke basketball game. And coach K was telling us this and it just made it such a like well-rounded experience about the whole, like the weekend, the game and all the effort put in. But then you think about like the experiences that people get to have in Cameron and the touch that coach K has on the program too. And I think that that was a special moment. All right. So Cameron, I, I see from your expression that Caroline stole your story. <laughs> so I'll give you this yeah, option. I'll give you this option. You can either give me another story or just reflect for me for a moment on this being coach K's final season, you know, the role you guys are playing in the end of um, the, you know, most legendary career in college basketball coaching history. Yeah. I mean, I'll tell another story and then I'll get to kind of his, the last season, but bonus. um, I love it. (laughs) But I mean, I think a fun thing that we do every year is right around coach K's birthday. We have kind of a celebration for him in Kville where we get this giant cake and everyone comes out and, you know, he comes out and kind of talks to the fans and it's just like, it's so fun because it's kind of this more like intimate experience behind the scenes with coach K where, you know, it's mostly just tenters that are there. So really the most dedicated fans and he really comes out just to kind of thank us and, you know, experience cable with us in a way. And then, you know, we also get to kind of feel more direct interaction with him, which is always really fun. And I think people generally enjoy kind of that insider look at, coach K as well even when he's not on the court um but yeah in terms of you know the last season it's definitely definitely interesting that the ticket prices are a little higher than normal it seems for some reason but uh it's been you know so fun and I I'm so glad that we get to be here for it and be involved in it this year and it's just I mean I think you know we we always talk about that you know between having two years of our cable freshman like we said and then also you know coming out of COVID and then also having his last year, there's just so much excitement built up and everyone is like really so excited to be there. And this year, even we our home UNC game is the second UNC game. So it's our last game of the season. So we are going to get to be at coach K's last game in Cameron, um, which is really so cool. And to get to kind of graduate with him in a way is really exciting for us. I had one more uh, question that we hadn't, we hadn't prepared ahead of time. Uh, one of the interesting things about Cameron Indoor that I think fans who watch on TV know, um, but is intimately familiar to anyone that's that's stood in the front row, is that the media sit right in front of the Cameron Crazies, and they have actually the best seats in the house. Where everyone thinks the Cameron Crazies have the best seats in the house. So, uh, and 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 all three of us have have sat in those seats in addition to standing right behind them. So, uh, uh, any any stories about interacting with any of the media members uh, who sit right in front of you. And I know uh, come in varying states of, of uh, being upset about, about uh, their sitting conditions during the game. Yeah, there's actually, so, so our line monitor section within the student section is kind of like directly across from the Duke bench. And there's a little gap between kind of two big 
like LED displays that we get to kind of take that little area. And so there's one guy that sits like on the very end of one of the media displays. I think he's Blue Devil Nation maybe is his his source, I guess, or whatever. But he he's so great and he just, he loves being by the line monitors and he, he always brings us water, which is so nice because after two hours of running around yelling at everyone to, you know, get everyone organized in the game and then yelling so loudly the whole throughout the game, it's so nice to have that. But he's just awesome. And, you know, he always, I actually, this year I have the Kville baby, I carry her. And so it's been really fun. He like loves the baby and, you know, it's like, oh, I've been here for however many of the, you know, people carrying the baby. And so it's, it's definitely fun to have a relationship with him too at every game and just kind of get to see those recurring faces as well. I, I think I speak for all three of us when I say that we're really, really jealous that you get to do this night in and night out. I wish we were back in school, uh, but alas, we are not. So Cameron, Jarno I want to be 19 Caroline, again. Can, can I be 19 again? I know. Right. Like, it, well, <laughs> I, I think my knees are still 21. You know, actually, you guys are probably 21, <laughs> 22. Right. Yeah. I, yeah. Uh, but Caroline Jarno, Caroline Bauer, thank you so much for joining us. Best of luck with everything. I know it's finals week, so get those done and, and really just enjoy the season. And, and of course, you have two former line monitors and one curmudgeon who does not like line monitors who are references for you. Uh, they can always say hello to next time we are in Cameron with you. But uh, again, you can find them most likely in Kville uh, throughout the season. So if you see them, do go and give them hello. Uh, but for now, this will do it for episode 365 of the Duke Basketball Report podcast. We will be back probably this weekend because next week we are out of exam break and we have three games that are coming up. So games will be coming quick and fast. We will be pre previewing and recapping everything all week long. So please stick around. Again, we are getting a lot of emails and questions. Uh, a lot of people have been reaching out to us, dbrpodcast at gmail.com if you want to be a part of the conversation. So, but until then, for Cameron, for Caroline, for Sam, for Jason, I am Donald. This is the Duke Basketball Report Podcast. And now, as always, Duke Band, thank you so much. misinterpreted your question so you were saying if what criticisms that outsiders of duke basketball have about the cameron crazies or the yeah. students have about the line monitors both and it okay. honestly is both because there's criticisms that kind of come from within sometimes the call comes from inside the house and sometimes it's the national media saying oh well you know the camera crazies aren't what they used to be yada 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 okay. um i mean look i've been hearing that i heard that when i was in school and that was 17 years ago so it's a, I, and that's, I, and I that's never when they were good i did not it's hear evergreen complaint. i never i never got any the crazies aren't as good as they used to be when i was in school because yeah, they because they didn't even call <laughs> they didn't that. start school. <laughs> it was it was my sophomore i think my sophomore year yeah was the year dick vitale came out with the chair and the whip you know the sort of famous image mm -hmm. and i think that's where cameron crazies was born there it anyway, is anyway i'm so old <laughs>